If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Today is an episode that is going to cover, I'm talking about, I'm answering the question, is your ex stringing you along? So we're going to talk about the different ways that your ex strings you along, why you stay strung along probably longer than you should. And then we're going to also talk about some ways that your ex may be reaching out to you, but probably not in like a malicious way at all. Sometimes people just aren't really aware of how their actions are impacting other people. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I get very protective of my community, which is like increases the longer I run this and nothing irks me more than when I hear you guys talk about like what your ex set up for you. The terms that your ex sets after the breakup. Sometimes I just want to like go to your ex and be like, what are you thinking? Like that is so completely unfair. I hate when exes string people along. I know sometimes they don't realize how it's impacting the other person, but I've always dreamt of like creating a course on how to best end a relationship. I feel like I hearing how often breakups go so wrong. I want to set like a new gold standard of how you should be ending a relationship. And if you've listened to my episode, I did do a podcast episode on how to best end a relationship. You'll hear me say like, as tempting as it might be to tell your ex as you're ending it, to tell the person when you're ending the relationship that who knows what the future holds. So let's get into like how this happens. I think the first thing that happens is when someone is ending the relationship, and I talk about it in the other episode, they don't want to be like the total bad guy, quote unquote. So they'll throw out little phrases like, but who knows what the future holds? Like they'll say this, like, I don't want to be with you. I don't think we should be together. And then they kind of start panicking and they'll say, but who knows what the future holds? Or sometimes, again, they like don't want to be the bad guy. So they'll say, well, let's touch base again in like a couple months. 
that's another example that they might say. So if you're on the receiving end of the breakup, I guess it's one of two things. Either you like black out during that time and it's you kind of just go into shock as the relationship's ending, but probably more so what often happens is you hang on to every single thing that they say during the end of the relationship. So if they do say something like, like, let's see where this goes. Let's talk in a couple months and see, like, I just need space right now. Let's talk in a couple months. That is stringing someone along, in my opinion. Anything that you throw out during the breakup is going to end up stringing that person along. Because here's the thing, the person on the receiving end of the breakup doesn't want to be ending the relationship. They want to still be with you. So any kind of little hope that gets thrown your way, you're going to hang on to. And that's normal. So I always tell people like, if you are going to end a relationship, as hard as it is, you just have to say, I can't be with you. And then that's it. And you don't say, we'll see where this goes. I just need some time. Whatever temptation you have to throw them a lifeline, don't do it because ultimately you're going to be doing far more harm than good by doing that. So that's a big way that an ex is going to string someone along is based on what they say during the breakup. And the thing is, like, it doesn't even necessarily matter if they mean it or not, because I do believe that sometimes someone just says it because they feel like that's the right thing to say. They feel like they're lessening the blow. But then you're thinking about that for weeks and months and you're not moving on because you want to believe it. You want to believe what they said. Of course you do. You don't want to have to go through this breakup. You want to believe that in a month or in two months, you're going to get a call from them. You guys are going to reassess. They're going to say that they made a terrible mistake. They miss you so much. They got the space that they needed and now they want to be with you forever. I know what you want to hear. I know what the fantasy is because I had spent a lot of time fantasizing about that kind of stuff. So sometimes they say it without any meaning. And honestly, sometimes your ex says it and there is a meaning to it. Sometimes when someone is ending the relationship, they know that they need to end it, but they're like not a thousand percent sure, which I will tell you very few people are like a thousand percent sure when they're ending a relationship. And I get a lot of messages from people saying they're not quite sure if they did the right thing. They're feeling some regret now. So they'll say things like, let's reassess or let's see where things go. Let's stay in touch. And they really do mean it. But I'm going to say this like, regardless of how of someone's motives, intentions, and words that they give you, I think it's stringing you along. Even if they do have potentially intention of wanting to get back together with you. And honestly, this is like the best example. So if you haven't listened to episode 27, my husband broke up with me in 2015. We did not talk or see each other for a year and a half. You know, as I just called him my husband, we obviously ended up getting back together after 18 months, but we talked a lot about the breakup afterward. And I know a lot of you guys have requested to have him on. I'm working on it. He's not necessarily the podcaster type, but he had told me like when he ended the relationship that he did think in his mind, like, I just need some time. And like, I would love to be with you. But like, 
but he didn't say it. And I said, when he told me that, I was like, thank you so much for not saying that because that would have, it would have been a lot harder. I needed to know that it was completely over. And I know that if you have heard something like that from your ex, it does make it a lot harder, but I need you to let that go. Because ultimately, if you are meant to be with your ex, you're going to be with your ex, but you cannot be strung along for too long. I'm telling you guys like, and I'm sure if you're someone that's in it right now or you're in that limbo and you don't know if you're in or you're out and you don't really know what you should be doing with your life, should you be moving on? Should you be waiting? Can you talk to other people? Can you not talk to other people? Should you date? You feel guilty when you date? Like it's maddening. So, you know, that's probably more of like a subtle way when they say something during the breakup and it's almost said in passing, but it makes a big impact when it lands. So, So if you heard something like that during the breakup, I need you to let that go. I need you in your mind, make up whatever story you have to, to tell yourself like, if it's meant to be, it will be, but I need to forget that and I need to move on as if. Everyone should be moving on as if they're never going to see that person again. And like, sometimes you are going to see that person again and it's going to be okay. Sometimes people get back together with that person, but you need to move on always, in my opinion, as if you are never going to be with that person again. Now I want to talk more about probably the more like malicious ways that people are being strung along. <laughs> the biggest one, and I've posted this reel twice and it's, it always is like my most top performing reel, but it's what does it mean when someone says they don't want a relationship, but they also don't want to lose you. And that's like, to me, the most, one of the most selfish things you can say, cause you're like, I don't really want to give you anything, but I want to. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Get everything from you, essentially. And I, like, list out what it means. It essentially means that they want companionship. They want to be able to call you. They want to probably be able to sleep with you whenever they want to. But in return, they don't want to have to commit to you. They want to be able to talk to other people. They don't want the pressure of what it means to be in a relationship, but they also don't want you to talk to other people. So they're going to keep you like close enough where you would feel bad if you started talking to someone else, but also like not close enough so you know that you're not in a relationship with them. And it's the worst. It's the worst. And I've been in that situation and it's it's like you're doing all the same stuff except now you're like in a ton of anxiety because you don't know where you stand and you really want to impress the person and you feel like if only I just do this a certain way or that a certain way, they'll want to be with me. If only I can prove to them how great of a partner I am, then they'll commit. When in reality, like they're already on their way out, essentially. You don't want to be waiting on the sidelines ever for anyone. You're not like a sidelines person. You're an in-the-game starting team person in a relationship. So I cannot stand when people do that. And then there's also like, this is along the same lines, but the idea of breadcrumbing, which if you haven't heard of that, it's essentially like someone gives you just enough to keep you hanging on. And it's, I think breadcrumbing is like, can be a form of gaslighting because you can say, well, I'm not happy with this dynamic. And they're like, what? But I gave you this crumb. You should be so happy. Like, we went to the movies last week. I didn't call you after that or we haven't texted in five days, but like we went to the movies or you came over the other day and we had dinner together or something. So that's like another way where someone will say, I'm taking away the relationship, but I'm going to give you a little bit again to like keep you following me and to keep you hanging on into. And the thing with breadcrumbing is I don't think it's ever good in a relationship to have a power dynamic where one person has more power than the other. And if you're in a situation like that where you're like following your ex around, automatically there's a power dynamic. Your ex is has all the power and they're giving you like just enough to keep you like to keep you following them essentially. So you never want to feel like your ex has power over you because ultimately they don't. And I honestly also think that a lot of the time when an ex asks to be friends, this is kind of what they're doing. They want benefits without having to put in any effort. So there's a few different reasons why exes want to be friends, but I think there's a big element of stringing someone along when you ask them to be friends. Because I think if the person who ends the relationship asks to be friends, it's a stringing along. And then I think if someone who was broken up with asks to be friends, it's because they're trying to maintain like any kind of connection to their ex that they possibly can. Either way, the person who is on the receiving end of the breakup is getting hurt in that scenario. Okay, so let's talk about what to do 
if you're in a situation like this where you do feel like you're being strung along and you know it if you are like you totally know it if your ex like texts you on the weekends and asks you know how you're doing and then asks like oh do you want to hang out and then you feel very like cautious or scared to bring up like so does this mean we're getting back together what like what does this kind of connection mean so anytime you have like an anxious an anxiety inducing like lots of interactions with your ex I believe that means in some way you're being strung along and again and I think I kind of touched on this but I just want to touch on it again it's not always malicious a lot of people are not aware of how their texts and words and things come across. So I think there are some people that completely do it maliciously and there are a lot of people who just don't. And so when I move into this next part of like what to do if you're being strung along, you can't necessarily communicate it knowing for sure, quote unquote, that they're being malicious about it. I think you, for the most part, it's good to assume good intentions. Okay. So what to do now if you are in that situation where you're being strung along? My whole thing is if your ex left the door open in any way, you are the one that needs to close it. Your ex doesn't need to close it for you. Your ex doesn't need to say something that closes that door. Like you are the one that says, okay, they ended the relationship. They may have said X, Y, or Z, but I am deciding that this is done. I'm closing this chapter. I need to move on for myself. And I know you're thinking like, well, what if this blows my chance of of getting back together with them? It doesn't. Again, going back to the beginning, if you're meant to be with your ex, you're going to be with your ex. So that's the biggest thing. This may or may not require you communicating with your ex to tell them that. So if you are not in communication with your ex, but you're just hanging on to that one thing that they said when you guys were breaking up, it requires zero communication. You do not need to talk to your ex. If you and your ex are talking or hanging out, you may need to say to them, hey, I know you're trying to be friends. I'm not in a position where I can do that. I need to take time. I need to heal myself. Again, like don't do the thing where you say, maybe we can be friends like next month. Just cut it off. There's always a chance that exes can end up friends down the road, but I think it's much better if it happens organically and it's not a planned thing. Because if it's a planned thing, let's say if you say like, okay, in a month we can try being friends, you're not going to actually take that next month to heal. You're just going to like think, okay, in a month I'm going to see them. So you may need to set boundaries and say, please don't contact me. I can't see you anymore. I'm going to unfollow you on social media. It's no hard feelings. It's just something that I have to do for myself. So that's the biggest thing. If they continue to reach out after you say that, or if they give you a hard time, I hate when people do this. If they call you childish, if they call you immature, if they tell you that you're making way too big of a deal about it, why can't you guys just be friends? Why can't two people just be friends? That's not your problem. That's their problem. That is completely their problem. That's a reflection of them. They're probably either feeling guilty for ending the relationship or whatever that looks like, but it's not immature to cut off contact with your ex. It is not childish to cut off contact with your ex. It is actually an incredibly mature and self-loving act to cut off being strung along. A thousand percent. It's way more childish to pretend that you're okay with doing something that you're not. It's way more immature to not listen to your feelings and to suppress them to the point where you're hurting yourself if, and you're not able to dig yourself out of the breakup hole. So so that's what I would say. If And if they keep reaching out after you have set the boundary, 
you do not owe them anything. You can either not respond, you can block them. People ask like, in what instance can I block my ex? That's a great instance. They're basically saying like, the way I see it, if you tell someone, hey, I need to take time for myself. I need to heal. I have to move on. Please don't contact me. And they say, "Mm, you know what? No, I want to contact you because I want to talk to you. That's them like blatantly disrespecting you, I believe. So, So that's what to do if you are being strung along in that way. Step one, close the door. Your ex doesn't need to do it for you. Your ex shouldn't do it for you. There's a chance your ex will never do it and you're just going to be stuck for a long period of time. The second thing is to set a boundary if need be. And third is if they don't respect the boundary, you block them. And I know as with a lot of things on this podcast, a lot of this is much easier said than done, but it is really important because I see this so often where people get strung along for so, so long and it's gut-wrenching and it takes them so much longer to heal. And I don't want that to be you. So cut the string. Don't be strung along. I'll see you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 